Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. It's around that time right here on KAZ Radio, where one of my newest favorite shows, Conversations with Auntie, hosted by Tanya Lane. Take it away, Tanya. Hey, y'all, this is Tanya Lynn. Welcome to Conversations with Auntie. We, um, in Conversations with Auntie, we have real talk about real life. When you talk to Auntie, you can tell Auntie everything. And so on this show, you're going to tell Auntie everything. We're going to keep it real raw, and sometimes it's going to be righteous. Our special guest today is Mike Berry. He is a dear special friend of mine. He is a filmmaker, a director, a producer. He has had billboard charts. He is a phenomenal actor, a trainer, and just a wonderful person to know, and so, so much more. He is a motivational speaker and an awesome and consistent advocate for mental health wellness. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Glad to be here. It is good to have you. And so today we're going to talk about mental health and intimacy. Mm -hmm. And when I threw the subject out to some people, they automatically thought I meant sex. But see, mm -hmm. they don't understand that intimacy it's so much more than sex. You have to be intimate with your children. You have to be intimate even with your coworkers on a certain level. And so um, with that being said, let's just talk about your mental health journey first off and give people some of what Mike Berry is about and what makes you so passionate about this subject. Well, I've been dealing with uh, depression and anxiety for close to 25 years. And I advocate for it because I remember a time where I thought I was the only person dealing with it. And it hit me at a time when speaking on mental health was was not um, the norm. And, you know, being a man, a black man, you know, it just wasn't something I was comfortable about talking, talking about. And again, I thought I was the only person in the world that felt this way. And so later on, when I decided that, hey, I, I'm, I'm strong. You know, this thing can't just be the sum total of my life. I felt that I, I wanted to advocate for it and speak for people who didn't have the courage to speak for themselves. And then I it just I it just kind of picked me to talk about. It. And you know, now it's like my salvation. Like, you know, I get to be therapy to others, which is also therapy to myself. So yeah. That's good. That's good. So what you're saying is as you help someone else, you're also helping yourself. So I'm feeding you, but I'm feeding me at the same time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. A lot of times when I talk, man, I tell people it's for me too. You know, sometimes, you know, that 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 the things you say to yourself, especially when you're dealing mental with mental health, are often very abusive, very, you know, degrading. It's that 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 negative self-talk, you know, that defeated mentality sometimes. So sometimes I'm preaching to people. I'm 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 testifying. I'm motivating, but I'm also talking to myself because I need it. And you know, being that I'm an advocate, I don't always hear that from other people because they just feel like, oh, he's Superman. Look at all the stuff he's doing. He don't need to talk to. We don't need to talk to him. So sometimes I just got to talk to myself, tell myself what I need to tell myself. You know. You know that is so important to speak self affirmations over mm. yourself. Mm. I even tell people sometimes get the little sticky notes mm -hmm. and write on the sticky notes, "I am enough." And if that's mm -hmm. all you can say yeah. every day is "I am enough," put it on your dashboard. So mm -hmm. when you get in the car or on your steering wheel, you see it. Put mm -hmm. it on the refrigerator. Put yep. it on a bathroom mirror. 
put it on the dresser. And even I even told somebody, put it on your ceiling. So when yeah. you wake up and look up, you have your affirmations up there. Yeah, you know, I actually... I actually have an affirmation on my uh living room, I mean on my uh bathroom mirror that's been up there about six years. It's never came down. It's still up there, right to this day. It's still there. And it's working. Yeah. And it's working. I, I mean, it's anybody who come in my bathroom, they gotta see it. I know they probably wonder, like, what is that? You know, yeah. but it, it is what it is, you know. Yep. What is that? And also, you never know. I tell people, you know, and, and let me let me just preface this. The reason I had to do this today, I could have rescheduled. Um, ended up being diagnosed with COVID. Um, but with mental health, because I'm a survivor of mental health as well, I had to today because mm -hmm. the thoughts will say, oh, see, it's not going to work. See, you're not going to succeed. Yep. See, you can't mm -hmm. do it. And so I had to press today. And mm -hmm. so even though my voice might not be the best, I got a voice today. I didn't have one yesterday or the other day, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so sometimes... Even when it doesn't look pretty, you still got to do you gotta it when do it's it. ugly. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, that yes. that's that defeated type of mentality where your brain is just telling you, you start thinking of all the things that can go wrong, like like it's impending doom. You yes. Know? So sometimes you got to fight past that and just keep pushing because uh, you got no proof that this, this doom is impending. It's just your brain telling you, Oh, it's gonna fall apart. It ain't gonna work. It's, you got no proof for that. Yeah, you know, we worried yeah. about the what ifs, and they don't even yep. happen. They haven't even happened yet. Yep. Mm -hmm. And half the time they won't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, with that being said, let's talk about let's let's get a little more a little more intimate now. Let's um, I'm a widow, but when I was married, there was mental health issues, not just on my side, but on my husband's side. Whereas mm -hmm. I had some insecurities and um some things uh, that that you know they come out sometimes in a relationship or in a marriage mm -hmm. and based on those insecurities sometimes when somebody violates certain areas of of a, a relationship or a marriage mm -hmm. that can heighten those insecurities mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so have you ever experienced that in some of your your relationships well you know most most relationships i mean you know because you already feel um just defeated like I, I give you a case in point i had one relationship where this girl loved me to death you know she really was trying to help me but i was actually jealous of her and mm. i wasn't jealous that she was cute i thought i was cute i wasn't jealous that she was popular or you know or had a little bit of money i could pay some bills and i was popular i was jealous because she could be happy and i couldn't you know, like she could be, mm. uh, she, I, could, I just couldn't do it. You know, so she's smiling all day and being jovial and I just couldn't, and it, it just made me jealous. Like, you know, I, I, it was just the weirdest feeling like, man, I want to be that and I couldn't be. And so, um, I ended up pushing her away because I just felt like I'm gonna bring her down because mm. I, I'm just I'm not there. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so, you know, that was intimate. That's a serious intimacy issue um, that I had where, you know, you get with somebody who's quote unquote whole, you know what I mean? They got their problems, but, you know, it's, it's difficult when when you can't produce happiness freely. Woo! You know, That's like... Good. That's good. You know, yeah, you know, we, we, we take for granted that when you wake up in the morning, 
Every time your eyes open, you take for granted that your limbs gonna work, that you're gonna be able to walk, talk. You take for granted that. I woke up one morning and felt this grieving feeling that's been here 25 years. So imagine just waking up one day and you just can't produce the level of happiness you used to produce. It's the oddest feeling. Like, you know, it's it's not like I'm just bummed out all day, but it's just not the same. You you know, it's it's um Sometimes I have to work to be happy versus it's just free flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to be cognizant not to bring the mood down, to blow the mood. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to tell myself this is a moment with this female or whatever. Let's talk about intimacy. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Because once you go down, it's, we just down the rabbit hole and it's it's all bad from here, you know. So I clearly know about, you know, what, in, what intimacy, what mental health can do to intimacy. You know, you, you said something, you said 25 years. Mm-hmm. How many of us suffer long and don't suffer strong? Come on now. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're existing and we're not, not living. We, we're existing and we're yeah. not appreciating. We're existing and we're not enjoying, it's like we just mm. go along to get along. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you you have to reason how you reason. And I just keep telling myself, I got a friend that's dying of cancer. You think he wouldn't swap out with me? You know, he, he, he three years in, they gave him five years, he about three and a half in. So it's even though I feel what I feel, I try to reason like Mike. His name is Fat Boy. Fat Boy would swap out with you in a minute. In a minute. You feel me? Like, there are tools in place that I can use to help cope with it. And, um, you know, if this my pound of flesh, this my cross to bear, it is what it is. Like, you know, I don't like it, um, but it happened to me. It happened. You know, you got people, you know, just think of those girls who Ariel Castile had in that house that happened to them um somebody gonna get in a car accident that happened to them yes you know like this happened to me like of all the things that could have happened i i still can walk i can talk i hate that it that it happened but in the grand scheme a lot of other things i could have got you know i could have got paralyzed and been in a wheelchair these 25 years my God, you know, cause that happens. Some somebody been in a wheelchair twenty five years paralyzed. Facts. How about somebody was born with no legs? Facts. Facts. You see Come that girl? On. Just on the news, I saw it was a police chase and a car crash. Yes. Broke the one year old's neck. She'll never walk or talk again. She, you think she wouldn't swap with me, or her mother wouldn't swap? Like, oh, would you? You, you know. So I got to read. That's all you dealing with. Let me. Yeah. Let, let me. Let me yep. take that. You know, we always say our cross is so heavy, and, and people say this, and, and, and some people take it as a cliche, but it's really true. God yeah. gives the toughest battles to the strongest soldiers. Yeah, you don't feel always feel strong, but he did what, what, what the, the um senior saint, so to speak, would say, yeah. He don't put no more on you than you can bear. Mm-hmm. And so, if he brought me to it, that meant he knew that I could get through it. And sometimes, what happens is we don't understand just being still and waiting is doing something. Mm-hmm. And in our stillness and in our weight, we can get clarity. 
but, but we, we feel so overwhelmed. And in the African-American community, and especially concerning the African-American male, mm -hmm. to say that you have a mental illness, to say that you need help, to say that you mm -hmm. see a therapist is frowned on and is looked at as taboo. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that? Well, you know, I'm comfortable with it. You know, I feel, I feel called, you know what I mean? Like the way I just, I feel called to testify about my life. I was just mental health, prison, molestation, just all of that. And so it doesn't bother me. And luckily we are in a time where, you know, talking about it is not shunned upon. But when this first happened to me, it was, uh, I never, I never even heard the word depression. Never heard it. If wow. I did, if I did, it was a passing. I didn't know nobody who had it and I didn't even know what I was dealing with until somebody talked about a girl at my job being depressed. And I said, well, what is that? And they explained it. And I was like, in my mind, like, that's me. And uh, so I try to speak for the people who, who scared to speak or who just don't know that that's what they're dealing with. And it's a lot of people out here dealing with depression and anxiety and it's unchecked. You know, it's a lot of people out here who feel that they, that their mental health is healthy. How would you know? You went to the eye doctor, check on your eyes, whether they was bad or not. You went to the primary, got blood work done, went to the dentist just to see if you had cavities. You just take for granted that your mental health is intact. You got no proof of that. You think it's intact and you, you just be like, the things you're doing are normal. But mm. at some point, I realized that it was like a common thread. And, and going back to in, intimacy, it played out in relationships. Every single girl said this. Until mm. one day I had to be like, man, it got to be some truth to that. Because they all saying it and they don't know each other. Either they conspiring or it's some truth to it. But at first, I thought they was conspiring. Like... Y'all must know each other, y'all. <laughs> so, right, you know. right, right. Y'all had a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's another mind game that that happens with us. That's that's a part of that insecurity. That's a part of the con wrong conversations we have with yeah. ourselves. Thought errors. They call thought errors. Yeah. 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 You know what? I I recently started telling people stop binge watching your mess and your mess ups. Mm -hmm. Um. Like if somebody says, hey, have you ever watched um, The Biggest Loser? No, I mm -hmm. never watched it. Oh, you need to watch it. You get motivation to lose weight, da, da, da. And then when they start watching, they got to binge watch to catch up to where that person is in that show, in mm -hmm. that series. And too often we binge watch certain areas in our life. And unfortunately, the areas that we seem to keep binge watching are the ones that weren't so kind, weren't so mm -hmm. easy, weren't so pretty, weren't so nice. And mm -hmm. the more we binge watch it, the more it kind of inhibits us from, from being who we're supposed to be and mm -hmm. living in our moments and living yeah. in our moments. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Living in yeah. our moments. Mm -hmm. Well, um, let's let's go here. So how has um depression, mental health, how has that affected your relationship with your children? To be honest, you know, my children, if I told them, well, they came to a movie premiere where we talked about it, but other than that, they didn't know because I worked hard to make sure they didn't feel that. So when it was time to go to Disneyland and Six Flags, wherever we went, 
It was time for me to laugh, whether I faked it or whatever I had to do, they wasn't going to feel that. They wasn't, you know, I, I always pulled myself together to be what I needed to be for my children. So mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't have knew. They, when, I, when it came out, especially my older ones, they was like, I never would have knew that. You know, because I just couldn't do that. And I was mm. cognizant of the fact that that could happen. And I was like, I'm not going to let that happen. Okay. So you were intentional. Yeah. Concerning them. Yeah, very. Yeah. In a way that I wouldn't be intentional for a woman. You feel me? Okay. You know, like not saying I didn't care about the woman is different. You know, like I knew that their their future was going to be built on things I showed them or told them or did. And I had to make sure that those things got showed, told and did in the correct way. So, like mm -hmm. I said, you know, if I had to smile, I sucked it up and I smiled. You know, I, I, I can remember being at like Cedar Point in a straight meltdown all day. But we not leave and see the point. We got to do what we got to do because right. this is for them. You know, right. I can't, I'm, 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 I'm in here like in straight, you know, meltdown mode, but I got to pull it together, rough it out. And when I get home, I can climb in that bed and do what I got to do. But th here, this is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said. You said like you wouldn't be for a female because the relationship that we develop, the intimacy that we develop with our children it sets them up and it teaches them how to receive and how to give correct and and they learn from the environment in which they're in and that right. the environment they have no control over right and so we as the adults we as the caregivers we are responsible to be intentional concerning mm -hmm. concerning what we pour in what we sow into them Come so on that yeah. they can pour it out you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and they know how to do this thing Mm -hmm. um, called life. So you said that they saw a movie. What was the name of the movie? It was called Pressure. It was a documentary called Pressure. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I actually interviewed you in that documentary, and you know, my mother, uh, my ex-wife, friends. They was like, "Man, I never would have knew that," or "Or you told me that, I just didn't know that this what that was. Like it was this intense or this, you know what I mean? Like so." Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, nobody would understand it. And, you know, I tell people, man, it's not a pity party. I don't need to be pitied. Um, I'm just giving you the facts as they are. You know, it's been times I've been hurting, you know. So if I might have came off, you know, touchy or it ain't personal. You know what I'm saying? It's not personal. It's just sometimes it's, it's just it feels like it's beyond my control at this moment let me pull myself together you know what i mean like i know you want to love me back but not you know sometimes you just can't you gotta let me just be because you're aggravating me really you gotta let me just be for a second because i know you think you helping come on get outside get some air like just let me let me pull it together you know and uh you know it's just a state of it so you know uh, I haven't actually been, I haven't been in a, a, a relationship since 2014, 2013. And so um, I know that's one of my biggest, biggest um, issue issues that I have with myself is that 
because I didn't want to face that, I kind of just pulled back from that and just been busy working. How you think I got so much work done? Because <laughs> I, I just poured into that. But now I'm at a space where, you know, somebody going to accept me for the way I am. And I, I mean, because this ain't no way to live either. You know what I mean? Like not facing that intimacy and not, you know, letting somebody, who am I to say what somebody can hold? or deal with or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I think and when, when we talk about intimacy in a relationship, like just beginning to try to open ourselves up to develop a relationship. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I know that that sometimes makes me a little hesitant is, do I really want to be bothered? Right. Because if I'm gonna accept you for who you are, I need you to hear me and accept me for who I am because like you, sometimes there's nothing wrong. I just don't want to be bothered. Right. I just need today to be me, to be mm -hmm. my day. Mm -hmm. And and having to be married, that's one thing um, that my husband did understand that sometimes I just needed to just maybe go to the lake by myself. Mm -hmm. I might have just needed to go for a ride by myself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't long or anything. Um, you know, but I just needed my moments or mm -hmm. my moments, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what we fail to realize is love language. Yeah. Everybody has a different love language. My love language might not be yours. Mm -hmm. And instead of us finding out what that other person needs from us, we give them what we think they want from us. Mm -hmm. And so it boils down to having a, a way to effectively communicate as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to understand what the other one is really saying, that's you know, yeah, facts. what they really need. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, as far as like love language, I feel like you know you dealing with mental health on any any standpoint. Sometimes, although I know what their love language is, my brain is not causing me to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like. So, you know, that with me personally, you know, it, it's keeping me like, you know, like, and I'm a transparent guy, so it's not like they don't know, but I just like now I'm at a point in my life, I got to just face being a level of vulnerable. And y'all know how, how open and transparent I could be that I haven't been. It's a level that I done kept to myself. And this this just talking man, woman. Yeah. Because I just like, man, I, I can't take a crushing defeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I yeah. just, I lay all, the, everything out, you know, I just, yeah. but, but I got, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't have a crushing defeat in me. <laughs> and so that, that's been keeping me back, but I can't, I'm like telling myself, you can't think like that. You got to go into it. What's going to happen, going to happen. And we'll deal with that then. And, uh. But you know the clock is ticking, man. No, you know, man was made for woman, woman for man, whatever. It is. I need everybody need a co-pilot. You know what I mean? So I gotta, I have to uh, just open myself up to that and be okay with that. You know, my husband passed um, February twenty first, two thousand and ten, and I've tried to have relationships, um. But them ships be sinking fast. Yeah. Because the tolerance level that I have is is zero. And it's not, it's zero for certain things. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then and then when that happens and there's a whole conversation that comes with that see mm -hmm. that they're, they're not paying attention see they don't care about you see because mm -hmm. if they did they would listen see and then what happens is then you just don't want to be bothered mm -hmm. you know but well i've learned that sometimes that could be a self-sabotaging behavior where we we find something wrong with everybody to justify why we not doing what we supposed to do mm -hmm. because we ain't gonna find nobody perfect my mama always say you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet that's right so you the first egg ain't one you go to the next one to the next one pretty soon you're gonna get an omelet but if you keep finding something wrong with everybody and thinking that maybe it's you meaning you just being too because too picky like I know I've done that, but I feel like the the, the, the self-sabotage behavior I was putting in place to justify why I didn't want to deal with these feelings. You know what I mean? Even though I'm saying I want a relationship, I'm self-sabotaging one when I get it so I can go back into my shell mm -hmm. and, and feel okay with myself. Like, well, I tried it, but, you know, she, uh, she do this and I ain't having that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, like little stuff, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I knew I was petty. Like you just being petty. That's petty. So you know, that that is that that's so true. <laughs> that is so, so true because but then on the other hand, sometimes it's not being petty and sometimes it's not sabotaging. Sometimes you do have valid points. Um, I try to tell people when you're ready to get in a relationship. <clears throat> there should be some key things that you will not, that, that are not negotiable. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And then <clears throat> what happens sometimes where I'm at now, I'm so ready and so willing to be flexible, but sometimes certain things are non-negotiable. And I don't know if the mentality um, that should go into relationship in this time. Right is understood by all right you know i hear young ladies saying all men are dogs no you just a dog catcher because mm -hmm. i don't believe all men are dogs mm -hmm. um all men are going to cheat no i don't believe that all men cheat all the men you know but all the men i know don't cheat mm -hmm. and then men say women are just gold diggers and they just want what's in my pocket no not all women and i think sometimes when you're already dealing with a mental situation or, or some insecurities, sometimes stuff like that just holds us back. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say um, when it comes to uh, uh, deal breakers, what's the word you? I can't remember the word you just said. Uh, certain things you just like deal breakers. Yeah, deal breakers. Yeah. Most deal breakers is universal. Most of them, like they, it's kind of understood. You're going to have to have a job. You're not going to be talking to me crazy. You know, you're going to respect me. But it's, you know, you got to, I got to know when self-sabotaging behavior is, is causing me to be petty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And calling my petty a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Calling my petty a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. um, because... If you're not careful, you'll never strike a deal and you're going to just die by yourself because you're never going to strike a deal with nobody. You know, so and it's not that 
I'm willing to like just give in to uh long as you are who you are at your core, everything else, you gotta just look at it for what it is and be like, I can rock with that. Yeah. You know, I, I that's not what I prefer, but this person at their core, I'm talking about their value, their moral compass, everything. And I'm not talking about jeopardizing who I am either, because I'm not doing that. But I'm willing to, my way not working. So I'm willing to change some of my, not my core beliefs. I believe what I believe, but some of the things that I see, you know, as, as it relates to intimacy with other women, I'm willing to look at it differently because it, it's not where it's, it's skewed. It's, yes. it's, it's skewed. It has to be. Yes. So some of the things I call deal breakers, when I really thought about it, they was petty. That's petty. Mm -hmm. That's real petty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, you got, that's too many things, you know? And I, I know, <laughs> so, I know, you know, I know down deep down, it was just self self sabotaging behavior. I know it, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, mm -hmm. um, I got to stop that because, you know, um, I don't, you know, I don't let a couple few good ones get past me, and mm -hmm. but I, I try to say, it is what it is, but it, it'll be another one. Yeah, and so yeah. at some point, anybody dealing with mental health has to reconcile what's going on in their life, come to terms with it. The, 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 the instant you can come to terms with, hey, I might be dealing with this thing on some level for a while, you can, you can, it's better. It's like going to prison. My first day in prison, my first week, my first month was very hard until I came to terms with the fact I wasn't going home for seven years. It got a lot easier. Oh, it got a lot easier. How you think somebody can reconcile being in jail for the rest of their life and not go crazy in there? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta reconcile it. So I had to just tell myself, Mike, 25 years is a sample size long enough for you to know that A, you can prosper while dealing with this. B, it's not what it used to be. And C, you might be dealing with this on some level for the foreseeable future. So it ain't stopped you. It, it hasn't stopped you yet. So man, just it take it for what it is and move forward. Mm. But you know, me, me as it as it relates to intimacy, I be feeling like, man, I don't want to dump this on nobody. But I'm not a dumper. Come on. I'm not even a dumper. So I just don't, I I personally feel like um Flawed and all, somebody gonna take me for just how I am, but I gotta let them take. I gotta be, I gotta be ready. I gotta be receptive to that, and not shut down, and go back to self sabotaging behavior. You know, which oh, is familiar. Wow, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. So at some point in time, you just gotta be okay with not being okay, and that's yeah, okay. like. And that's okay. um, you know, but you know, it's not that I'm not okay. I give you an example. You see a guy walking down the street, and then let's just say he get his legs broke, and he have a permanent limp. He's mm -hmm. still gonna walk to the store. He just ain't walking like you saw him walking last week. He know he limping. You know he limping, but he needs to go to the store. Right. 
Same thing. I know I'm not the Mike Berry I was before 1997, but that can't stop me from getting from A to B. I still got to get it. just looks different. It just going to look different. So, in, you know, and in my brain, I imagine it as catastrophic. Like, this looks cat. It don't. Because other mm -hmm. people, they find it encouraging it and be like, man, I find courage in what you're talking about. I accept you for just how you is. I love you for just how you is. It don't bother me if it don't bother you. My gosh. My gosh. So it don't bother me. So in a relationship, and so when we're getting into relationships, um, let's talk about on the job. Has has it, I know, I know, I, mm, I, I worked a job about 10 years ago. And I swear the supervisor was bipolar. <laughs> Man, like you could, you could, you know, you knew. Yeah. And you knew, you knew if it was the children that set them off, if it was the spouse, if it was something that you just knew. Right. You know, and we we could tell how they were, oh man, here they today is gonna be one of these. And everybody would just start sending out, you know, the email or your, you know, you, you have your work yeah. and stuff and whatnot. Yeah, you would just start sending it out and whatnot. I'd be like, oh my good golly, Miss Molly. And so then they're gonna say, Well, Tanya, you need to go talk to him. Why I gotta talk to him? Right. Because you don't want that's the past, so you gotta go talk. No, uh -uh. they were just so and and so what I did one time was. I invited them to lunch on a weekend. And I said, hey, why don't you join me for lunch? Such, you know, da 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 And just in that conversation, there was so much stuff. We just simply start unpacking the suitcases and mm -hmm. packing the suitcases because they were carrying too much stuff from mm -hmm. their past. And, you know, and, there's, and, and it was almost as it, it wasn't almost, it was infecting their presence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and aborting their future because right. they were just stuck in the suitcase of mm -hmm. the past, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and and so so have you ever come across? Oh, well, not have you ever because I know you have. How do you or what are some of the things you do to help people unpack their suitcase? Uh, you know, all I can be for you is a is a safe space. I can't help you unpack that suitcase. It's mm -hmm. too. It's just too. All I can do. Is be a safe space. That's it. I can't do nothing else. I, you know what I mean. Like I can't do anything else for you because, you know, when we talk about unpacking the suitcase, at the, after the unpack is happiness. Let's just that's just it. We want to put all. I'm not in. I'm not responsible for your happiness. You're not responsible you for mine. I can't. So I can't unpack your suitcase. I mean, all I could be is a safe space for you where you feel like I can I can I can do this. I can unpack. Mm -hmm. It's the reason why anybody gets with anybody. You feel safe with them. Mm -hmm. So if you got trauma of any kind, it's a man, or if you're a man, it's a woman who will unpack in front of you. And after that unpacking, they can see the happiness in the suitcase. But I can't unpack the suitcase for you. Mm -hmm. I can merely just put you in a position to get you to see that I, I'm not going to judge nothing you pull out that suitcase. That's good. That's you good. Know? So that's all I can do. I can amplify your happy, but I, I can't be responsible for it. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. So we can't, help, uh, again, 
So I I am not, re ooh, listen, this is good. I am not responding. You know, I know some of the answers to this, but I like it when somebody else puts it in their words as yeah. well. You know, I like this because I heard somebody recently say, he completes me. That mm -hmm. bothers me. When I hear a man or a woman say, he completes me or she completes me, so that does that mean you were not completed? Right. They should enhance you. Mm-hmm. You know, that the yeah, the two dudes does become one, but they yeah. should enhance you. Yeah, no nobody can come the only people who can complete you had to be born from you. Cause they're gonna be there forever. Come on. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can you we get divorced, so what, you don't complete me no more? You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be my kid. That's the only that's the only person who can say that. Like, no, I ain't going for that. That's Absolutely not. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And then oh. if the person does something, then what happens? Now, because they completed you, now you were half of a person. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, because yeah, you were yeah. upset with them. Or, and like yeah. you said, happy is based on happening. Yeah. And so if it isn't happening the way you want it to happen, mm -hmm. then you have an issue with that. Yeah. And so you have to, as something that you said, we're going to backtrack. You said you're intentional about yeah. what your children see. Oh, for sure. And so, you know, you make sure there's something else that you do. You say you live life on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to live on purpose. You know, um, you know, yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to, everything you do, have. it's intent. It's the same thing. It's you know, like relationships is intentional. Everything is intentional on purpose. On purpose. Um, yeah. On purpose. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. It has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. It has and if to you be if you if you talk in mental health, it really has to be intentional because some of it isn't second nature. Right. So you got to be real intentional about what I'm doing because it's it's not second nature because it's a block. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a block. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, I, I you got to be present as much as, as you can. Cause you know, like sometimes with you dealing with depression, anxiety, sometimes you can feel like almost out of body. Like I'm here, but I almost feel like I'm levitating, looking at this whole parade, you know, like it's just the oddest feeling. Like you're not present. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but sometimes you gotta be intentional. Like, man, come on back, stay here. You know, you know, all these errors you having in your thinking, they not real. There's no proof that these things you think gonna happen gonna happen. Matter of fact, it's proof to the contrary. You you know, there's no proof that you a loser. You've done too many great things. It's no proof that you you gonna always be lonely because you've had pe people in the past. You just for some reason it didn't work. It's no proof that you're not gonna thrive. It's just no proof in that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But your brain can also, you know, has a way of saying, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just doom. Mm -hmm. you know? Those binge watch, them conversations we've been binge watching with yeah. ourselves. Well, you know, you know, you're a gaslight yourself. You got to yeah. be careful that you you talking in your brain to yourself, gaslighting yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, your rational mind is in conflict with your, your depressive mind, I guess you want to say. And the depressive mind is gaslighting the rational mind by manipulating and making you feel things that's 
gaslighting just like you a person gaslights a person. Mm -hmm. So, and I just posted that. Be careful what you say to yourself because you can actually be <laughs> gaslighting yourself. Yeah. Self-destruct. Yeah. Self-destruct. Now, you recently um did a movie called mm -hmm. A State of Mind. Mm -hmm. Um talk on that and and what motivated you to do that? Well, that was part of my trifecta. I wanted to do a documentary on mental health, a movie on mental health, and a book on mental health. So that was two of my three. I get to the book when I get to it. But I wanted to tell a story from somebody who understood. But if you watch The State of Mind, The State of Mind is less about depression and more about how people view it, not just the person who's dealing with it, but everybody around them. They see it different. You can tell somebody exactly how you feel. That don't mean they're going to they gonna see it different. Even though I told you exactly what I'm feeling, for some reason, your actions make them see it differently. And so um, I just want to tell that story and, you know, definitely try to um, reach somebody's heart who might be dealing with something, think they're dealing with something, or somebody who is dealing with something and just, you know, just, hey, man, this is what it is. Um, but you can still go on. You know, you know. I think the movie was wonderful because what 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 I enjoyed about the movie is how it showed that a man is still strong even when mm. he needs to ask for help. Yeah. Well, I tell everybody, you know, the famous Harriet Tubman picture mm -hmm. with her and the people behind her. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't be Harriet freaking Tubman. Come on now. The man in the back had a job to do. You know what I'm saying? Like he pulling up the rear. The lady carrying the baby had a job to do. So sometimes you as a man, I, me as a man, that man cape got to come off sometimes. Like I need to be, hey, you lead right now. Let me fall back for a second to collect myself. You feel me? And this, this, this goes to intimacy. If you if I'm intimate with you like that, and I know you know the man is the leader, I get all that. But sometimes, hey, I trust you enough. Take this wheel for a minute, for a hot Come second. On. That's right. And let me collect my thoughts because if 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 I try to live with this uh this uh invisible Superman cape, this Harriet Tubman attitude, like I'm 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 in the we gonna get there. Sometimes it, it just don't work that way. And it's, it's again, a self-defeating attitude. Sometimes you got to relax, fall back, and allow your yourself the time to feel. Yeah. It's a time to feel, and it's a time to deal. Sometimes when it's time to feel, you got to fall back, relax, and search your feelings and feel them. When it's time to deal, you got to man up. You know, like, I got to man up. Whatever I'm feeling, I can't do it right now. I got stuff to do. You know, and I got I got a deal with, I got a deal. I you know, let me do this. Whatever it is I'm doing today, when I come home, I can crash out on this pillow and cry and eat chocolate all night if that's what I want to do. But right now, I got to deal with life as real life exists. And unfortunately, life ain't stopping for me. I got to do what I got to do. You know, yeah. I got to do what I got to do. So, and it and it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that we can't allow ourselves to feel the effect of life. Right. But what, we, what it means is we don't allow it to stop us from being effective, effective rather, in life. That's right. 
So you can yeah. feel the effects of life, but yeah. don't let it stop you from being effective in life. Yeah. Oh, life is going to life. Oh, <laughs> and life is going to life is best. When and guess what? Mountain. When you on the mountain, life is gonna life is best and gonna pull you back down. And to guess make what? Life been life been harder lately than life used to like. You hear me? <laughs> life and we been life. Thank God that we can still life with the life that's life and while it's life while we live <laughs> Man, listen. Life is life and hard right now. But you know, it is what it is, man. Like if you just look back at the grand scheme of things, you know. You know, we, we here, man. I'm 52 years old. I didn't think I was going to live to see 52. Mm. I didn't think I could manage. When I was 26, 27, I was very suicidal. I, I didn't think I, I never thought I'd be 52. Never. There's yeah. no way I imagined being this age. I didn't see that coming. Wow. You know, it was a, it was a hard task, but it 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 speaks to the 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 strength I had that I didn't think I had. Mm. You know, um, you know, and just a better understanding. Like I know, you know, I know at one time we start we start looking at money and stuff like, man, I want to be finan more financially, all this and all that. I tell people, man, I just want peace of mind because money, money ain't it. Because if I had a billion dollars, I'd give you all of it. Mm -hmm. Take this away. Mm -hmm. All of it. You know, Robert Williams had plenty of money. Kate Spade had plenty of money. Heath Ledger had plenty money, mm. you know? And so I just tell people, man, just live your life righteous. You know what I'm saying? Do what, what, what do what you said you was going to do, how you said you was going to do it and let the chips fall, give it your best and let the chips fall, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and just, you know, if you got peace of mind, man, I'm glad for you. Uh. You know, I'm glad for you. Um, and just, you know, but everybody is on their own journey. Um, I'm on this journey and I'm embracing it as best I can. It's a fight sometimes. I ain't going to hold you. But I know that I've done some amazing things in my life. I'm proud of myself. My friends is proud of me. My children are proud of me. And if I, you know, if I die today, people going, man, he died gunning. He was, yes, he died gunning. He was at it the whole time, and so it's it's some power in that to me. You know what I mean? So, you know, most of the time, you know, you got to go easy on yourself. It's me who beat me up. It ain't mm -hmm. it ain't external forces. It's usually you, you know. And that's part of the whole mental health component. It's it's this this that other voice that's just telling you you ain't nothing. You mm -hmm. a loser. Mm -hmm. You know. And for some reason, we give him this validity. We make what he's saying valid somehow, mm -hmm. even though the external world is is showing and telling you the exact opposite. You know what I tell people to do? I tell them, I say, get a journal, men and women. When I'm talking to them, I say, get a journal. And in that journal, write down your goals so that you mm -hmm. can see them. And then soon as you accomplish one, put the date that mm -hmm. you accomplished. And when you start having those moments when you feel like you're worthless or feel like you're not accomplishing anything and mm -hmm. feeling like, you know, nothing's working out, pull that journal out and look yeah. at the track record. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes yeah. you just gotta look at the track record, look yeah. at the history of he took you, he blessed you with this, and he blessed you with this, and he blessed That's you. That's right. So stop stressing and count the blessings. And so look well, at the track history. You yep. know, look at the track Facts. record, pull it out. And then because sometimes you just got to be reminded. And the right. best reminders when you look at what you've accomplished and look at what he's done. You know, I know um for me, for me, I was living my life. And life decided to life with me in a different way. And one day I woke up and I felt different. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but something was a little off. And I was like a little more tired. And mm -hmm. as the days went, it started getting worse. And then I started having pain. And about two, three months later, <clears throat> excuse me, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. I knew nothing about that. All I knew was Kim Sellers had it. And I knew that she was you know, in a wheelchair and stuff. Mm -hmm. Life, life, how life is going to life. But what we do, our response to it makes the difference. Mm -hmm. Makes the difference. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I said, okay, well, you know, this has happened. I can't mm -hmm. give up. Mm -hmm. This has happened. You got to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Fight or flight. And Come I'm going to flight. I'm going to stay on. and fight. And so That's I chose right. to fight. Now, six years later, well, mm -hmm. actually, seven years later now, seven mm -hmm. years later, I'm not that person I was then. I'm so much better. Mm -hmm. You know, even though that was that hospital Saturday with a really bad MS crisis, I'm so much better than I was then. And if I would have flight, took the flight and not fought, man, I don't know if I've been here today. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've been here today. And so sometimes... We have to just look back at what God has already done for us mm -hmm. and know that if he's already done that, he can surely handle this. Mm -hmm. He can, he can surely handle this. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, I believe that, that my faith has helped me even deal with depression in a different way. Mm -hmm. Because then when you begin to see yourself differently, you really don't care how others see you then. Come on. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you begin to say, I'm not a failure, mm -hmm. you don't care if somebody else calls you one. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not ugly. You don't care if somebody else thinks you're ugly. Mm -hmm. You know, I am somebody. You know, you don't care if somebody doesn't think you're anybody. You That's know? right. And, and so if, if we change our, our way of looking at ourselves, mm -hmm. sometimes we can even begin to change certain circumstances and situations in our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, everything is worldview. You know, the two most important things is how you see the world and how you think the world sees you. And, you know, again, when you're dealing with mental health, sometimes everything is a little skewed. It's like looking at life through some dirty glasses. I can't see, I'm not seeing it right. Because I can't see it right, it's hard for me to think, to feel like it sees me correctly. That's mm. how I see mental health, you know. Mm. Um, and you know, you know, you try to correct your worldview, like man, um, just the way you see things and the way you think people see you. And uh, you know, sometimes it's a challenge, um, but you know, you gotta just take it one day at a time and don't beat yourself up when your mental health gets the best of you. Um, you can't beat yourself up because that's a rabbit hole. Um, you really just gotta fight through it live to fight another day and you know we're gonna take a day man sometimes i i gotta go minute by minute 
Woo, second by second, bro. Yeah, like, hey, second that's all second. I'm holding on minute by minute. I can't even think about tomorrow. I'm trying to get to 7.01. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even thinking about 7.05. I'm just hanging on to 7.01. And, you know, it's hard. But, you know, again, it's not a pity party. When I advocate for mental health, and I talk, it's not a pity party. I'm just giving you the facts. This is how I feel sometimes. This is how I felt. And, you know, it is what it is, you know. And sometimes it's tough. But it, it's people out here who they can tell you about tough. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. In the grand scheme of things, they can yeah. tell you about tough. Like, you want this tough? I'll take your tough. You want this? You know? And Let's go back to the lady whose daughter, the police, come on now. Yeah. police hit the car. The mama's in the hospital fight for yeah. her life. And the, and yeah. the baby, what, yeah. one month old, can't, will yeah. never walk. So never they walk say. Or so talk. You know, we'll, ne we'll yeah. never walk again. So there's a lot of people that will change places with yeah. any one of us at yeah. any given point in time. That's right. That's at right. At any given point in time. Right. You know, people, people, some people, a lot of people ask me, well, how do you do it? How do I do what? Give it right. up ain't an option, baby. Quit ain't an option, baby. Right. I ain't going to give up on me, baby. I ain't going to quit on me. That ain't no right. option, baby. I might I'll have quit. to pause. Well, let me tell you that. something. Quitting is an option. It's just an option you can't choose. <clears throat> but it's, de it's definitely an option. You know, we've been lied to. Quitting is an option. People do it every day. They it's just an option we can't choose. We can't choose it. We can't choose we can't. it. And sometimes, you know, you know, people who are dealing with mental health have at times made permanent solutions to temporary problems. Say that again. Permanent solutions to temporary, temporary problems. And they 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 quit. You know, in its totality, quit. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's people who've done it. And uh, you know, I've been there. Like, man, it'd be a lot easier if I wasn't here. Yeah. On everybody, you know, oh. or I'm just tired, I'm hopeless, I can't this this ain't it. You feel me? I've been there. I done counted to two quite a few times. Hey, I done counted to one. Yeah, with full knowledge of what comes after two. Come on. And I, you know, I tell people all the time, it's just the strangest things when people commit suicide. You know, people be like, he wasn't in his right mind. I said, you crazy. He was absolutely in his right mind because he knows full well what comes after two. The most totality that you're going to experience comes after two clearly you know somebody clearly. go you know what i'm saying like and you know it's just the strangest thing it's just that every time i got the two i just found the courage to go one more day one and more that, day one more day that one more day i felt a little better the next day i'm gonna give it one more day felt a little better the next day next thing you know boom it's like the clouds they roll in thunderstorm they roll out some people can't weather that thunderstorm. It's just too much. I know this thunderstorm going to roll out. I just got to be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, it's, hey, sometimes it's like Hurricane Katrina. It, it's, it's too much. And those is the times that get people because it's not rolling out. It's just steady coming. It's right. Coming. It's not rolling out. And, you know, um, it's just a tough position. But I definitely can empathize sympathize whatever with people who've taken that route and i don't i don't condone that but i've been there 
Yeah. I've been there. Like I, I tell I tell people all the time, you know, people are quick to judge certain other people's actions. And if, unless you walked in their shoes, you don't understand their pain. You yeah. don't understand the weight of their hurt, the weight of their pain. The way, you know, and the best thing we can do is when some, I remember one time I told somebody that I was, I was tired. I, I can't mm. take anything. I mean, it was just so much at one time. And they said, but you're so strong. I'm telling you I'm weak right now. Come on now. You ain't listening. I don't want to hear you tell me I'm strong. Yeah. I'm Been telling there. you, I'm about to fall apart. I'm like Rice Krispies. I'm snap, crackling, and popping, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 people don't want to hear what mm -hmm. people are saying because they don't want to hear that pain. Because mm -hmm. I think too many of us are suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. And so for someone to acknowledge your pain, then they got to acknowledge their pain that they've been masking. Yeah, that's right. Facts. Yeah. But you know, it's okay yeah. to serve God and still say, I need to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Oh, for it's sure. It's okay to serve yeah. God and still take yeah. a pill. Yeah. Like, I said this in pressure, in the documentary pressure. When I was talking, I said, <clears throat> one moment. I said, we either trust God for everything or we trust him for nothing. So mm -hmm. if you can take your insulin for diabetes, mm -hmm. if you can take your pill for high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. If you can take Viagra for erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. you can take a pill to help get everything balanced so that you can operate and function emotionally and mentally <laughs> because some people need that to yeah. help them. <laughs> she went to the erectile dysfunction. I went to erectile dysfunction. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, your sister did. Yes, she did. Yes, I did. That tickled me. How's <laughs> a good one? They're gonna take that pill, bro. Man, you're gonna do what you gotta do. You're gonna do what you gotta do. Somebody they crazy for yeah. taking a pill or seeing a therapist because they need to get their their mind right. Oh, uh, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, Brad, uh -huh. we, we are about to go. We have mm -hmm. I had a wonderful show with you. I thank you for being my first special guest. Oh, I appreciate it. With Auntie and everybody, I will see you next month on the third Wednesday at 8 p.m. Take care, be well, be blessed, and smooches. Later. Later.